Disneyland, it's all the same thing. <laughs> a day at Six Flags Great Adventure. It's a world of fun. Hey, there's nothing like a Six Flags day with your kids. Now there's nothing like the excitement of Adventure Rivers. Over 100 great rides and attractions in all, including the world's largest drive-through safari. Share the fun today at a theme park bigger than Disneyland. Six Flags Great Adventure. It's not a world away. It's a world of fun, Doc. Get these great savings with special coupons at participating Burger Kings. All right. Hello and welcome to episode three of Some Great Adventures, the podcast for three old buddies who met and worked for a significant amount of time at Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey. Chat about our time at the park. I'm Steve Hicks, and as always, my co-hosts are... Scott Loudon. Hey, everybody. Chris Peluso. All right. Uh, our podcast is made, as always, possible by our friends at the Shared Universe Podcast Studio. Um, look them up on Facebook or their own website if you have any interest in podcasting. They're really the best. Um, if it wasn't for them, us knuckleheads would not have any clue what we're doing, and this would not be live, <laughs> airing live right now for sure. Amen. Um, <laughs> today, I'm pretty much beyond happy to say... The Stooges are back. What do I mean by that? <laughs> My last year as a ride soup at Six Flags was spent in Adventure Rivers, also known as Section 160. And my two supervising partners were Scott Loudon and Gary Vanderham. Now, our employees like to refer to us behind our backs as the Three Stooges. And we don't know to this day if that was meant to be as a derogatory statement, but it probably was. But fuck them because we thought it was funny as shit. We loved it, and we just we we took that shit on right away. So um, you know, while they meant it as a derogatory statement, look, fucking Three Stooges are cool as shit. So you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So I'm happy to say our very first guest, our co-host, is Curly himself, Mr. Gary Vanderham. Yeah, hey, what's going on, guys? What's <laughs> boys? Thank, thanks for the invite, guys. Looking forward to a uh, fun time here. It's been a long time. Excellent. Excellent. So, in our first episode, we talked a lot about our like histories, Gary, and uh, and I was surprised. Like, I didn't know half the shit Luso did at the park. Which kind of, I mean, you know, we've all been friends since our twenties, and you know, now we're going into our late forties, early fifties. So it's kind of fucked up, and all of a sudden you're like. You did all that? Like it's always surprising. So I think uh like, yeah, let's let's kick off with a little bit of um a little bit of Gary Vanderham time. Um, you know, like what when did you start at the park and you know, like work your way up through the you know, the time that you left it? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh so I I started around I think it was the summer of ninety two. Uh so I was junior in high school and uh went to the park with a buddy of mine, uh, Chris knows the sheets for the brothers, oh, but, yeah. uh, w went to, went to, went to the park with a buddy of mine. And, uh, we were looking to, we went like Chris, we knew Chris was working there and our buddy Al was there and said, you know, it's, you guys should come. It's good times. So, uh, so we went and, uh, unfortunately the only things that were open were either grounds or food service. Mm -hmm. And we heard food service wasn't great. So we're like, yeah, we won't go to food service and grounds. They were giving you the extra quarter at the time. So we're like, all right, let's just do grounds. <laughs> So you chose right. wisely. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> food service. I couldn't give Gary a good rating. <laughs> I had to steer him the other direction. <laughs> sorry. So, so I had a, I think, I guess, a similar start as you, Steve, in grounds. Uh, my first job, the first day I started working, uh, I remember the um, where we had to meet was actually bottom underneath. Wow. 
right. where all the parts were for all of the, the ride, the mechanics area, that was our base for grounds for that area of the park. And uh, that's where I was uh, had to go my first day. My first job was um, uh, mustards and checkers. So mustard last stand, the hot dog stand, and checkers cheesesteaks at the base of the the, the games uh, the games area. And uh, that was my first day. It sucked because basically, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you have to get there at what like eight thirty, right? Or eight eighty thirty? We got to get there. They send you out to your job. No one eats lunch until twelve o'clock. So I had like three hours of nothing, Blazing just walking hot. around. Oh my god! And wiping the same tables that were perfectly clean from the night before, you know. But uh, so that was the first day, and then uh, and then I realized, like, you start realizing the tricks. And Steve, you mentioned it. The dumpster was the dumpster crew was the best job in grounds Fuck because yeah. you were by yourself. You were by yourself. You can roam the entire park. I basically did the one side, the west side of the fountain was was our area. So you just, I spent half the day just doing the dumpster stuff. And, uh, and you know, and Grounds was cool. There were some good guys. I had two good leads that, that were uh, pretty friendly. They were cool guys. And, uh, you know, they recognize guys that, you know, are, are good workers, you know, and actually can maybe become leads. So it didn't actually take long for to become a lead in Grounds. By the end of, like midway through the summer, I was a lead. Uh, end of the summer, uh, it finished up as the lead. And then when I came back to Grounds, that next year, midway through, I became a supervisor on grounds. So wow. I was there five years in, in at Six Flags, or maybe five and a half. First two in grounds. The third year, if you recall, grounds and rides merged. Uh, yep. And, and so I was a new soup at the end of the season before coming into the, the combined. So I got into basically rides through a ground supervisor role. And my first year in rides was in 140. And uh, I remember uh, KD was my my senior soup who helped me, <laughs> and kind of she showed me the way. And uh, you can't get a better person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Kathy, I loved it. You can't get a better person than Kathy awesome. for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was it was an awesome summer in 140. It, it was a really good easy an easy way to get your kind of feet wet in rides. You know, it's all the flat rides. You know, Big Wheel is probably the toughest one. Cables was good, but it, that really basically ran itself. It had good crews. But uh, and then and then the following year was when we I moved to 160. So then that's when kind of the fun started, but, um, and then finished up in, in rides, uh, right around the same time I ended up, um, with you, Steve, moving to Prudential based on, uh, Scott's, uh, some, some of his recommendations on, uh, on, uh, you know, places to go. But, uh, so I, I interviewed similar to you with, with Scott and his company and started with Prudential. Uh, and then I didn't last that long. I think I was only there less than a year and went, and then actually went back to school. Went back yep. for my MBA, and and then uh, that was really it for my time at Six Flags. I know I did a couple of hay rides. I think it was that last year I was there as a full time, and then maybe one other one other uh, fall went back for a hay ride and helped right. out with that. So, but uh, it was it was fun. Uh, that the, those last two years though in 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 rides were some some great times, and uh, made a lot of great met a lot of great people, and had and had some really fun times uh, over those two, over a couple of those years. So that's something I didn't even know either. I didn't realize that you were a ground soup brought into yeah. ride through the merge, which I didn't even give a con. I didn't even really give a thought <clears throat> to the fact that anyone from when we merged 
would have jumped from grounds to ride. So that's kind of funny. I don't know why. I just never really thought of that. I did. I was so psyched because, like, I was um, just made soup, like, soon before that. And I was like, ooh, Gar's going to be coming over. (laughs) (laughs) There was actually only two of us that came over, me and another guy. And he didn't last long. I think he he was in 140 with me and maybe lasted half the summer and then ended up, I think, kind of moving into a, a, a... back into grounds because we had the option of going both. I think you could either right. be a ground supervisor or right. be a rides one. And I went to rides and he lasted a little bit and then he went back to ground. So I was really the only one that, uh, that came over. That makes sense. Yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. And it was good so, for us because we traded up for you. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. From, uh, Sean, Sean, we will call him Tweed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, you know, it, it's weird, man. I mean, I was going to say it a little bit later on, but I can say it now. It's really rare that you get three supervisors in one section that actually truly like each other and want to hang out. Normally, it's like two are friends and one is like, everyone's kind of like, Ugh, you know? <laughs> I, have no, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm sure you know, buddy. I'm sure you know, 150 was always a happy bunch I've of people. I've seen nothing like that. I don't think... <laughs> Any of the other soups I work with would attest to that. You guys were just a fucking hug fest over there, I know. We're getting together right after this. It's so funny because people understand when you're a supervisor, um, there's a day soup and a night soup. So the the day soup just wants to get the fuck out of there. And the difference between being friends with a soup and just working with a soup is when a day soup has a night soup come in, if you're friends – you hang with them. You walk around for about 30 minutes. You do a leisurely nah. ship change. You're bullshitting. If it's someone you don't like, you can't fucking throw that radio out fast enough. You <laughs> untach your battery, toss that top, and you're like, you're staff, fuck off. And you're out. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't tell you went how, by. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you how many times we walked around, the two of us, or even sometimes the three of us, for some reason when the three of us were on at the same time, yeah. but just walking around, bullshitting. One of us had the, the, the radio, and the other two were just bullshitting. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was <laughs> I mean, but really though, Steve, you know, it was Scott and I were just part of Steve's world, right? That 160 <laughs> yeah. was your world, Thank right? You. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, hey, you know, we talked about the bench there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Once you have a reading bench, it's your world. If you have a reading bench, it is now your world. So I was going to say before the, about the Three Stooges thing, it was great for me because of my hair color. I got to be Mo in the Three Stooges, but everybody knew I was Steve's bitch back then anyway. <laughs> but I got to pretend for like, you know, a second each day that I was running the show. So it was good for me. I will be honest with you. I don't think you're ever my bitch. I, I think you're a Karen's bitch. <laughs> That's exactly who yeah. bitch you were. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, you know, on a day-to-day basis, you know. I didn't know we see her. <laughs> I, you don't know. I mean, knowing that when you come in in the morning and you see who the senior soup is on and, and it's Karen, you're like, fuck, I got to bust my ass. I got to get every fucking tower open. If I, Maybe I'll get North America today. Maybe. Maybe I'll have enough people. It's just like you wanted to make sure you got everything open because you knew. I mean, she targeted 160, guys. You know she did. It was the first thing she came into the park. She wanted to know how many towers you had in Africa, how many you had in North America, if you were able to open it, and you better had all four in Asia. If you didn't, you were fine. And why didn't you call the other sections to see if they had any extra people? I mean, come on. You knew exactly what was going to happen. 
Well, maybe that's why I always had such a hard time because I never really figured that out. <laughs> I'm a little slow on the uptake sometimes. And then you spent at least a half hour trying to convince the Rapids crew, one or two of them, to go to the towers, right? Yeah, yeah. Never, no one ever, they never wanted yeah. to go. But they got five yeah. extra sitting out there on the inner island. And they- yeah, but you know the trick to that, right? There's an easy trick to that. Okay, so here's your option. Go to the I fucking said, towers. You mean Scott didn't know. It, it, it was the simplest thing. Your option is go to the towers, or I'm going to send you to fucking BBL and let somebody else do your job. I mean, what do you want me to do? I mean, that's it. And then at the option of lifting a raft or hearing ding, 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 all fucking day, go to the towers. I mean, I remember firing more than one person for refusing to go to the towers from, you know, rapids. So, yeah. Yeah, the conversation, you were not hired to work this one ride. You were hired to work all rides. You used to have that a lot, a real lot, yeah. (laughs) So wait a minute, hold on. I got to do a throwback. So you guys kept talking about a story in Koala Canyon you want to talk about with Gary here, and I don't know Ah. the story. So what the fuck is a Koala Canyon story? Because I've been waiting to hear this for a while. (laughs) All right. Yeah, so I heard you guys talking about this on the last podcast, but uh, yeah, so unfortunately, I was working that day. Uh, I was I was soup, <laughs> and uh, and I guess Chris and I must have been hanging out, uh, or maybe not. Maybe we were just walking by each other and happened to be see each other and started Fuck chatting you were about out. about You're hanging that, out. No, no, <laughs> you were totally hanging out. <laughs> I went there for support. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. Yeah. So I, I got a call from the uh, from the lead down there that uh, that I needed to come in and and take a look at something. Something you know didn't look right. I guess someone was a little excited in the in in the uh, in Koala Canyon. So uh, so we walked down there. Uh, Chris was with me. We walked down there, and I forget someone else was with us. I forget who it was. I was trying I to remember. We were huddled at one point, trying to figure out what the hell do we say to this guy and who's <laughs> telling what. Yeah. <laughs> He was a little excited. Uh, um, not sure what he, why he was excited, but right. but he was excited. So um, so I we're, we're huddled up, and I'm like, all right, I gotta go over there. Uh, so I went over to the guy, and just basically I asked him, does he have does he have any family in here? You know, does he have any kids? And he said no. I said all right. Uh, I said uh, all right. So why don't you grab your lounge chair, your popcorn, and your soda, and we got to go out and we got to meet. <laughs> We got to we got to meet with security. So actually, we had called security ahead of time, and uh, and they were and actually, if you remember, there was a security outpost. Oh, go ahead. For anyone uninitiated, Koala Canyon is the kitty waiting pool. Yeah. So the only right. people right. that should be in Koala Canyon are little yeah. fucking kids or their parents. Yeah. That's it. Right. Like right. nobody else should be in the kitty waiting pool. So, right. so, right. so not remembering that he had no family there has yeah. turned the story more horrid. Right. Yeah. Right. Just to add to it, I mean, this man, this gentleman was letting his flagpole fly at like, you know, a little lower than waist height, so he posed a serious risk to all the toddlers running around there, you know, in their iPad. So it was a safety concern, not just a standards concern. I'm just throwing it out there. Oh yeah. So no, but uh, but uh, he he didn't give a, he didn't give me a hard time. I, I don't recall him giving me a hard time. And oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. horns and pulled out. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I guess I had to just tell him that, you know, that there was women around and that kind of maybe made it go down, I guess, a little bit. But the um, the uh, the security actually was right there. If you remember, they had like a little security outpost right, by the yeah, lockers. Yeah. 
So we yeah. had notified them and uh, he basically went and talked to security. I don't even know what happened if they escorted him out, but it, it was pretty uneventful in the at the time, but pretty awkward that the guy was just hanging out there. We don't even know how long he was there. The, the, uh, I think actually our lead said one of the parents um, pointed it out right. and told the lead. And uh, so, yeah, a little, a little uncomfortable down in Koala Canyon. And not that it makes it much better, but there were a lot of ladies there dressed in bikinis and bathing suits and things like that. So we don't know. I would have never have noticed that. Know his motivation. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know what his motivation nah. was. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> nevertheless, we got rid of him. <laughs> Garrett took out the garbage. So. Yeah, pretty awkward. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty nasty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm happy I was not there living that Koala Canyon story. Yeah, I don't no, want yeah, any part of no. that shit, man. Glad I don't care if you're a lover or a middle lover. I don't want no part of that. I, okay? I, I, I told the story pretty easy, but I remember like we were standing there huddled like, holy crap, what the hell are we going to say well, to this guy? We're also like, uh, what? 18, 19 yeah, years right? old. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, we, we're right out of high school. I had nothing to look back on. Neither did Gare. <laughs> you know, it was like, the first. It was the first, you know. Like many at, uh, at, when we had some some great adventures. There were a lot of firsts. <laughs> oh, 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 wait. This just made me think of a story that I know Scott is near and dear to. So this ah. is a guess that's really disgusting. But Scott, I'm pretty sure there's a 160 story that you <laughs> get to yeah. tell about an employee being disgusting. Oh, uh, yes. So I thought this was going to be like a Valentine's Day love fest. But if we're going down this road of perversion and like, it was you know. this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the season before Gary joined up with us. So this was my first season as a ride soup in 160 with Steve. And as I mentioned previously, we had another supervisor named Sean Tweed. <laughs> and we had gotten complaints. There was, you know, there's always like that one person on a crew and a ride that, you know, isn't like the others. Well, in this case, it was rapid. And it was a dude who was working swing shifts who was like, I don't know. I was like 20 at the time. So he was probably not that old, but he seemed ancient to me. He was like in his late forties, early fifties, like we are now, I guess. So why the hell was he on rapids? I mean, well, that's a perfect spot for, he should have been at a tower. Hey, it's a swing shift. I mean, uh, hard uh, to fill. Hey, wasn't he an older dude though, Scott? <laughs> mm -hmm. I think so he couldn't handle the rafts, if I'm remembering right. I think yeah. he had knee problems. Uh, and I don't think he can handle <laughs> lifting the rafts. So we put him on rapids because he wore the knee braces all the time. Uh, I remember that. That's it. He had a knee brace. That was it. Knee so, braces. I don't remember this guy, but I do remember knee braces. <laughs> yeah. That's so, a whole different story, Blue, so we're not going there right now. Okay. <laughs> we started getting repeated. Made an impression. <laughs> So we started getting reports of um, this this person. I don't even remember his name, so I don't even have to change it to protect either. the innocent or whatever. So, but we got reports of this person going down underneath the near side dock of Congo Rapids, which there was a lot of foliage down there and whatnot. So it was kind, it was underneath where the crews were working, and there was like trees and stuff, so that the people in the queue line couldn't see him. And apparently, he was going down there and you know pleasuring himself. And I don't know what. I don't want to assume anything. I mean, 
I always assumed it was because he was working around all the young girls, you know, then it was just too much for him. But, and we had some, you know, very attractive young women working the Congo Rapids, but maybe he was in the men. I don't know. And we had some guys there too. So I don't want to assume anything, but I mean, I'm going to tell Gloria that it was probably her. He was looking at so. I, possibly, possibly yeah. go and get lunch. <laughs> but, maybe we weren't specific enough. So, the funny part of the story, though, is we started getting our crew, like the people who worked the ride, obviously they weren't happy about it at all, but none of them wanted to sign witness statements so we could fire him. So, the whole trick was me and Steve were constantly trying to catch this guy in the act so we could fire him, you know, because we couldn't get anybody to sign that they saw him doing it. So, and then he was down there for an extraordinarily long session one day while Steve and I were not on, but the third soup, Sean, was on, and the ride lead was calling him, like, begging him to come to catch this guy because we were telling the lead the whole time, get us there when he's in the act, and we'll fire him right away. When and, he's in the act. And, and, and Sean... At least let him finish. <laughs> well... Again, now yeah. we were like 18, 19 years old. Why are we yeah. doing this? Yeah. Let's do oh, rides. Yeah. After you're done there, there, Bob, or whatever his name was, we'll, we'll take you up and fire you. <laughs> so, but he refused, and Steve has like the best impression of him because he has nailed his, Sean's accent. Like, can you do it, Steve, when he, when he told us that he didn't go? You know, it's really funny. Sh Sh Sean Tweed, okay, he sounded like Eddie Murphy imitating Michael Jackson. That's exactly <laughs> what he sounded like. So he would be like, I I I'm not going down there and catching him doing that. I, I don't I don't want to see that. You, you guys got to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, 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 I'm not getting paid enough for this. I'm not doing it. I can't exactly blame him. <laughs> was, that's perfect. That's exactly what he sounded like. And he had like this, this pseudo Southern twang to when he talked. And it was just, you know, he, he was a character for sure. Um, and he had like a really super cool brother who worked in Mercer. Yeah, which, and, oh, yeah. way, it's a twin brother. They were who twins. Looks just like him, but is yeah. as manly as could fucking be, and sounds like you kick your ass at any given second. <laughs> they were well, like night and day, so different. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito and twins, you know? <laughs> yeah, we got stuck with Danny DeVito. <laughs> so, like, what can you do? But, um, but yeah, so we didn't ever caught him in the act, and I think he just, you know, at the end of the season, he went on along his way and. Did whatever he did, but yeah, that was that was he, one. He came, he came back for a couple a uh, couple of shifts because he. I remember working with him that next year. Like he what, was like a fill in. No, 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 it was Sean. I oh, know. oh, I don't remember who oh, came back. Sean, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, huh. yeah he was very effectual. He was he was great soup. He's great. <laughs> 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 well, actually, hold on. Let's let's segue this into another one sixty conversation. So when we're talking about soups, okay, was there ever instances in 160 where, I mean, we've all had to work with other soups in 160. So I know Gar me, and, me and Scott, I left my last year, and you were still there, Gary, for that year after. So you were still in 160. Yeah. You had other ride soups that took over for us. And I pulled Scott over to the dark side in games halfway through that season. So you only had him yeah. in the beginning. So did we have other instances where – Soups were like Sneed and maybe did some really stupid shit because I, well, I can tell you, I, I dealt with a couple that did some really stupid I, shit. 
I mean, it, not like Sneed, but uh, definitely some stupid shit. So, so <laughs> it was, it was at that, uh, it was my last summer, uh, full time in rides. And the other guy, uh, Mike, was I think that was uh, oh, oh damn it! We just lost you, Gary. Yeah, you're you're back. We lost you for oh, a second. Okay. You went digitized. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> yeah. So so he was um he had come over from grounds and he had a brilliant idea. He said, you know what? I want to train our employees on a jam in rapids. Now, okay. As all of us know, they put up the boards what back in the early '80s, so you don't have jams anymore, or right. you know you're not supposed to have any jams. It's the boats, an unjammable the boats. ride now. Supposedly. Right, exactly. So <laughs> if it all runs smoothly, it should never jam. So he he had a, a brilliant idea that he wanted to teach the crew how to uh, unjam a jam. Oh, full disclosure, that was my idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I told them. I remember talking to him. And it takes I was like, a lot of guts, Scott. Yeah, we don't okay. train these people to, to break up jams because it almost never happens, but it does occasionally still happen. So we should do right. that. Some real okay. life. I never yeah. dreamed that it would go to this extent. Right. Go ahead, so he just, so he, just executed, <laughs> he just executed your idiotic idea, basically. Yeah. So. Well, he took it to the next level. He yeah, took it to another level. Like, you, know, he another, you didn't have this vision. He was here. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was thinking so it was, boats, three boats, you know. No, so it was like late August, right? So they're, they're uh, you know, it was winding down. It might have actually been the last night. We had no, we hadn't, we knew Rapids was going to be closing for the summer, right? Because in the fall, it was, it was closed up. And I think he did it the last night. He waited until after the park closed. So there was no guests involved. But he had this, the, the crew stay after and went into manual mode and sent off. I want to say at least six boats, like all at once. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Well, you have to be sure, Gary. You have yeah, to be sure. Right. No half measure. Right. So I wasn't there, right? So he, I, I guess he yelled to me or called me and said, come, I need your help. So I'm like walking by and all I see is a massive amount of boats just jammed right by station one. Like, I mean, literally jammed in there. And because there's boards, there's no place for them to go. You're like, holy shit. So we run, I run around, the, the, the crew is there and he's trying to teach them. Like he's literally going through the motions of teaching. And right. I'm like, I'm like, Mike, the fucking boats are sinking, dude. We gotta get these things free. <laughs> Lesson <laughs> like, over, let's fix this shit. <laughs> training we're done. school here, man. So, so we're literally like, then all of us just start like we're inflating the air and all the tubes. We're like, fuck, it start shaking them, breaking them up. And finally, we get the first two free, and then they start going. But I just remember it was, it may have only been like five minutes, but it felt like forever because my legs were so sore, my arms were sore. We we're like oh, shaking yeah. the shit out of this thing, and of course, we didn't want to call anybody. Like we're not calling. I certainly was not because I wasn't even supposed to be there, and he's not because he doesn't want to get fired. So we're like shaking it all up, and then eventually you get through, and you just hop in the boat and you just go all the way around and, and make your way around. But it was unbelievable. I've never seen a jam other than that time, and I never ever want to see another one like that because it was painful. But I don't really think he he taught a lesson because it just we didn't have enough time. <laughs> We really well, there was a lesson time. to be learned. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> you know what? That's not that bad, though. That's not that bad. I mean, he actually had a good intention. So I give that's kudos to that person because let's be honest, 
very rare does anyone actually try to teach a whole crew the right thing to do in a situation that will rarely ever come up. That, that and it's an emergency. I mean, it's not and like it, you can and it is. And when that emergency happens, to your point, Gary, you have such a short amount of time before the water starts yeah. overlapping and sinking those fucking boats. If they have guests in them, that right. you have to know how to release the air properly while juggling those fucking jumping on the boats to get them to go through. So well, I, I give them credit. Mine was a little different. I had to work with a one-year-only female soup, okay? She was promoted, and she only made it that year, never came back, okay? And I'm not going to say she was promoted while she was fucking one of the full-timers, but I'm not going to not say it, okay? So, <laughs> so I'm just going to say maybe this person wasn't of the typical quality of having to work their way up the chain and really knew the rides well, okay? So I'm 140 one night, but I'm actually normally 160 with this supervisor. But I'm covering 140 for the night, and this girl is covering 160. And we're about 30 minutes before closing, and I get the 160140. Can you go to six? Okay. Which is the funniest things. You know, every fucking person and every full timer is going to six to hear what the fuck they're asking, right? So I go to six, and she's like, "Um, Can you meet me at the Rapids real quick? Just have a question. Yeah, okay. I don't want 140. I'm right there, right? And your reading bench was on the way, so. I didn't even stop my reading bench. I didn't even stop my reading bench. I didn't even look. You know? I wasn't prepared. I went to my section for the day. I walk over. Now, mind you, also did not tell me to hurry or anything. Just said, can you meet me by the rapids? Okay. So I do my leisurely walk over to the rapids. I you did have rapids. a nice leisurely walk, too, man. I leisurely walk, right? Nice. Chest We're about to close. Yeah, I'm leisurely man. walking. Yeah. And the lead is... I'm like... So <laughs> now, I'm doing a job, right? This motherfucker has six boats at the base, three wow. all loaded with guests. I wow. Three are about to go under. And she's like, I, I don't want to call this in. I don't want to call this in. I don't want to call this in. And I didn't even blink an eye. I just walked up and went, boop. <laughs> 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 and that was that. I helped them bring them in, and I was just like, now you get to call it in. Like, what the fuck, man? I don't know. She literally thought... As we're as as we're taking care of the boats going into the reservoir, okay, getting out the rope line, all that shit. I'm just like, what the fuck were you waiting for? What did you think I was going to be able to do with you? She actually thought, with that many boats there, with my help, just me, okay, and the crew, which is very limited at the time because we're almost closed and they were they were only on one side open, right? So we're talking a real fuck up, right? She thought we could take the rope from the reservoir. And somehow pull three boats back from the base. Which oh, so you're on the wrong the fucking, side of the base? That was the yeah, problem? The stupidest uh, shit I've ever heard in my life, dude. It, the sure. whole thing was so stupid. And, Push a uh, few thousand pound boat against the current and, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can always pull a boat filled with people against the current when it's got halfway full of water already. I mean, that's just so easy, you know? Like, it was fucking stupid. Eight dollars an hour. We paid those people six dollars at night. What are you talking about, Chris? I was talking about us. I don't think I ever made eight dollars an hour. 
What about you guys? You guys, Scott, did you have any uh, instances like that where, where, I mean, I'm trying to think of just 160 since we have Gary here, you know, and, uh, you know, anything else that pops into your head of like instances that were kind of a little fucked up like that? <laughs> well, come back to me because I'm trying to think of one that doesn't involve Gary. <laughs> I got I got a story and this actually glory wanted me to tell this one so this is a pretty funny one this actually happened to her so it didn't happen to me but but I think you guys may relate to it it's it's, uh, it's pretty good I guess she was a um, working down in uh, mine train uh, maybe the lead maybe uh, but so this was, the, yeah, I think she was the lead down there. So she's checking cars, uh, making sure all the, the bars are down. <clears throat> she comes up onto a guy that uh, is handicapped. He actually doesn't have any legs. He's a, an amputee. Uh, so his, his um, wheelchair is over on the side. He's in the, in, the, in the car by himself. No one's sitting next to him. So she goes to push down the bar. And, you know, it's not moving. Like, it's like, it's not locking in. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Sir, I got a, you know, I got a, um, the bar's got a lock and he's kind of a little, little bit bigger, but uh, it wouldn't lock. She's like, you know, I'm sorry, sir, but we have to make sure the, the, the bar locks and, and you're locked in. He goes, oh, unfortunately, it's my bag. She goes, oh, no, no, no. It's okay. We can put the bag over in the, the cubicle area over here. Let me take that for you. She goes to pick it up. He's like, oh, wait, no, no, no. It's my colostomy bag. I knew like, where you were oh, going. Oh. It was like, that's what was stopping it. And she's like, almost, she had it in her hands. Oh. And he's ready to pull the damn thing. And he's like, no. And his two buddies <laughs> that are behind him are laughing like crazy. Oh, are just, my oh. God. And she felt so bad. She's oh. grabbing his fish bag. <laughs> she didn't even notice it when she went to check the belt. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> I'm sure uh, he didn't want to be like, hey, here's yeah, my fish bag. You're carrying on your shoulder, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's like a fanny pack. It was the 90s, you know? That's standard operating procedure. You need to colon at the station. You're not allowed exactly. to go on the ride with your yeah. colon. That's why we had lockers. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked uh, up. So, you, you know, um, we go back to what I was saying before about us all being such good friends. Um, I think that sometimes got us in a little bit of trouble because uh, there were some instances where um, uh, three out of the four people here were in one section and three out of the four people here were going to the same concert that summer. <laughs> Maybe two or three times. <laughs> <laughs> it was great being on the outside of it, too. It really was. Especially myself. I pretty much did nothing. Very boring person. But it was really great to embrace and see these things unfold. You know, the weddings, the concerts, all of it. It was just great. Really, really. We were, please, thinking, please. Of, we were, we were thinking of you, Chris. I mean, yeah, we, really it was just... we waved at you. I mean, you were yeah, always exactly. over there at the oh, yeah. We always said, hi, Chris. Yeah. Fuck you. I was, like one of the, I was one of the four people still in the park <laughs> in our defense whenever we took off we always had coverage though we, we always did. had coverage and we a shout out john behind check was always our coverage john was yeah. the man yes. he was like he wasn't yes. even working a great adventure then he would just show up and like i'll take it God, all right <laughs> nice like you know his certifications did weren't renewed. Like the guy hadn't taken a test in like six years. <laughs> Here's your radio. We can't change that much. <laughs> nice. Oh, that was fun. I remember the times though. We had a lot of times where we would we would go out and then we'd get fucked though because half our section would go to the same goddamn place we were going to and all fucking call out and screw us. 
Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, those were the Dorney Park trips, especially that, you know. Oh, yeah. And then I well, get no, hit up. Those were where I got fucked because I never went to the Dorney Park trips and I was day shift most of the time. So you guys would fucking do that. And all of a sudden I'm like, I can't open nothing up. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> well, I mean, there was. So you were sweating like I was then, waiting, waiting for Karen to call to see if you had any of your, your towers open. Uh, I, wasn't <laughs> sweating. I wasn't sweating because I'd just be like, I think they're all with Scott. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and I, I believe that because the next day, on the one trip that I'm remembering, Karen was the one who came to me and says, you know, I want you to tell me every single person who was there, you know, in every section. And like, you know, we're going to see if they were, you know, if they had time off put in or if they called oh. out. Sick. And I'm like, well, it's like, you know, personal time. I'm not keeping track of people. I'm not going to give anybody names and whatnot. So I, I gave names. But I gave really effed up names. I gave like, you know, made up fictional names. And I was in trouble for that one. Like, I was in trouble for that one. Hold on. You gave fake names. You always ask us. You always ask us, why the hell does Karen ride the other You gave fake names. So, you know, I mean, there might have been reasons. I'll admit. All four members of the band were down on the list. <laughs> Yeah, it's been commented on, on the last couple of podcasts that uh, one of the subjects we should probably talk about is all the crazy park hookups, and uh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> so, uh, let, let, let's be can... quite honest. If we were gonna, yeah, if we were gonna talk about park hookups, we could be talking for like seventeen hours and just piss a lot of people off. I mean, that's and, where this would go. It's and they'd all be Steve's hookups. Yeah, Steve was like in the pharmacy buying a lot of condoms, a lot of those no, summers. No, no, I don't want your skin, okay, Scott? No, all right? I, I will throw out one thing when. When I was a new soup and Steve was shadowing me, like especially when it was like a day shift and like we meet up at 160 and we're walking around before the park starts. And you know how usually you ask, you know, the other person, you know, what'd you do last night? Well, we I didn't ask that. I said, who'd you do last night? And it was always a different person. God damn it. Always a different person. Oh. <laughs> Scott, I mean, you and I have right, so sure the same thing. Hold on. I think every person in 160 was picked by Steve. Like the entire staff, like when you walk in, they're like, oh, who's that person? Oh, I know him. He's good. Oh, she's good. Don't worry about it. She's okay. Like, holy crap, Steve, you know everybody? Come on. Well, we did work together. Hey, 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 hey. Holy what crap. the hell are you saying? We it's, right. right. it's, it's a very wrong impression yourself. here, okay? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Gary, I handpicked your wife in 160. Why are you saying that? <laughs> what? No. Oh, you Gary. Oh, I don't know that bad. All right, let's go a whole different direction where you fucking mooks are going, all right? Well, <laughs> all right, all right. Let's not talk about all the hookups that are going to get a lot of people like myself in trouble, okay? I think why don't we focus, since it's Valentine's weekend, like Scott said, why don't we focus on something that I gave a little bit of thought to before we came here. There are a lot of couples in the park that, uh, we're not hookups. We're actually turned into very successful marriages. And uh, I think that's a kind of a really cool thing. Um, two of our own co-hosts out of the four sitting right in this scene are married to other park people. Gary is married to Gloria. 
and uh, Chris is married to Sam. So, I mean, you know, I don't know what the fuck's up with Scott. We're not going to get into his relationships, but yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have two of the four very successful, okay? Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> they were too smart to get involved with me. That's all it was. <laughs> Pretty true. Um, I think when I think back to our time at the park, two couples pop in my head that were almost like park royalty because they were not only married, they were upper management. And I think we all ended up working for one or, or both um, at the, at, you know, throughout that time. First couple would definitely be Denise and Bob Hoban. Um, you know, I think we've all worked either under Bob and Rods or Denise in, in games, you know. Um, so for the most part, we've worked under both of them. And the other ones would definitely be Billy and Ellen's Umstead. Those were like royalty couples because they were all higher up and they, you know, they they made it all the way through. You know what I mean? So, but I think um, I made up a really quick list. This is not going to capture everybody that's married right now, obviously, because I'm an old senile man and I don't remember everybody. But out of the people I could think of, I think everybody I'm about to name right now in this list, I think, has been married since we left the park or married shortly thereafter. So we're talking 20 to 30 years of successful marriages. And I think they're all still married for the most part. Um, and one, so, so we have another Zumstag. We have Robbie Zumstag married Jenna, uh, who is from Outside Shows. Um, we have two Horvath brothers, which were from my generation of 120. We have Jeff Horvath married Beth, and we have Tony Horvath married uh, Lila. Um, we have Bahaychik brothers, which was from all of our generations. John married Julie, and Kevin married Kim. Um, and then there's just a ton of other successful marriages that I think to this day are still out there and still going strong. Um, Annie and Jackie Letty, uh, Lynette Reese from the, the, the Office and John Young, um, Brian and Erica Kaufman, uh, Rich and Jerry Zahn Erickson, uh, Chet and Teresa Armstrong. Mike and Kathy DiGregorio, James and Christy Barlett, uh, Dan and Bonnie Dingle, Jerry and Kim Finkel, um, and Kit, that's Kit, formerly Kim Ewald, who had to deal with a lot of rapid shit while we had her there. Um, John and Karen uh, Kramer Fair, um, Jose and Kat Lacoma, uh, Mike and Stephanie Coverly, um, my own cousin Mike and his wife Kat are from shows, um, and they're, they've been married for a long ass time. Um, Brian and Rebecca Queenan. Uh, Mike and Shannon Tash. Um, I think that's all I could think of. That's all I wrote at this time. You guys, I mean, I probably miss people. Anybody you guys could think of outside of that? I don't know. It's pretty good, but uh, you know, that's an impressive list. That's an yeah. Impressive I don't. List. I don't do that's the Facebook thing. But if we left anybody out, let us know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure people will comment. Oh, yeah, no, we want to give them this. But we want to give everybody their due. We're just old, like you said. So just let us know. <laughs> and apologize, apologies to food service people. We didn't mean to leave you out. We just don't know you. So yeah. Well, I, I, do, know, I do know some marriages. foods. I know the other uh, Tweed and the other Tweed. Uh, we were we were close for about a year, and uh, he, he's freaking <laughs> awesome. We we bonded over gambling a lot. Um, <laughs> and my, my favorite, my favorite is would come in, and he'd have his head down. I'm like, what's going on? He's like. Took Route Nine home, <laughs> and that was that was symbolic of he got killed in Atlantic City. Didn't have the toll money, to home, so he took Route Nine back. <laughs> he was the That's greatest. Funny. Really, really That's enjoyed funny. working with him. Real good guy. <laughs> I didn't know the other tweet very well. <laughs> we didn't work together. I didn't know him well. <laughs> yeah, you got lucky. You got lucky. You got you had you had uh, it was what Marcus, right? 
Yes, yes. Marcus was a man. Marcus was cool as shit, man. Yeah, very man. good guy. A lot of really, really funny too. Really funny. It'd be funny though because they were identical, not perfectly, but close enough that if you weren't paying attention, you walked up behind one. Once in a blue moon, I'd be like, "Hey, Sean," and Marcus would turn around, and I'd be like, "Before he opened his mouth, I'm like, sorry, Marcus." Because <laughs> Marcus was bad. Marcus would actually get bad. Like, I ain't Sean. I ain't my brother. <laughs> so, all right. So I think you know. Just want to point out, you know, fuck the hookups. We can talk about that forever. People are just gonna be pissed off. There's a lot of really successful hookups out there. You know what I mean? Turning to something else, you know. And oh, yeah. so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, changed. I mean, that, that, I mean, me and Garrett that changed summer. their lives. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That that summer that the three of us were on. That's where I met Gloria. That was the first summer I met her, and yep. uh, we ended up going to school together. But uh, it, you know. It, the 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 friendship started at Great Adventure, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I will also throw this out there. I've been to a lot of weddings in my life, both park weddings and non-park weddings. I have never been to a park wedding that wasn't like an insane party. Every park wedding I've ever gone to is like yeah. fucking the funnest thing you can imagine. It's literally like you're at an amusement park at a wedding. They're always fun, always. Well, so mine, mine, you were. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> I took it literal. I know. I, I love it. I, I will point out, though. So, you know, Chris, obviously, he married someone from Great Adventure. You know, they both worked at Great Adventure. He ended up getting married in Disney, though. I mean, yeah. isn't that kind of I mean, what's up with that? I said, I, mean, he, he I took it literally. We had to, you know, <laughs> had to do it. Um, no, yeah. No, and I remember the first day I met her, like, and if food service wasn't so awful, I would have never met my wife. So thank you, food service. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, also, also, just to back you up there, Chris, I mean, Gary, you have the option of the palace or the yum yum palace. Where the fuck are you going to get married? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I remember we before the, the night before the wedding, we went to oh. uh, what were it was the, oh, uh, the mannequins, club. yeah, mannequins the at the uh, back when it was called Pleasure Island. They had Pleasure the Island, yeah. yeah, the clubs. We were at mannequins, <laughs> that revolving table. It was the best. Somehow, <laughs> some way, in a dark, crazy, dark, everyone's drunk. Tons of people in there, and somehow my large cousin just found us in the middle of the floor. I have no idea how he did it. None of you know who he is, but it was just astounding. It had to be called out. <laughs> how, where did you come from? We couldn't find Neil and his group, but somehow my cousin just stumbled upon us in the middle of a spinning floor. <laughs> I don't know how he did it, but good job, Robert. <laughs> Let me throw something out there while we're talking about mannequins at uh, Disney. So. First of all, I fucking love Pleasure Island. There is a there are some times where me and my college buddies would go down there, and every year we started going to Florida as our, our kind of like college reunion trip. And we're art students, so we're not regular college students. We're like stupid ass art students that are just like you know, it's more like being punk rock than anything else. You know what I mean? So we're out there to drink and have fun and party. That's it. You know what I mean? And uh, one of the Janices, I'm not going to say which one, but one of the Janices that worked for us would always go. And, and hang out with us. We learned at Mannequins, okay, on Pleasure Island. Do you know what happens when you get cut off from alcohol on Pleasure Island? Do you know what they do to you? I would say they dump you and get you out I've of there. heard the story. I won't ruin it, but. <laughs> they sort of dump you and get you out of there, Chris, but in the most polite yet embarrassing way, in a way that you are so thankful cell phone cameras did not exist back then. 
you had to be wheelchaired out from the bar oh. through Pleasure oh. Island out the gate. You were not oh. allowed to walk because if you tripped, you could sue them. So that right, if you got flagged, right. they brought a wheelchair in and you had the wheelchair of shame and got wheelchaired oh, out while you're sitting there just like, please don't look at me. And everyone's looking at you. <laughs> you're kidding me. Yeah, kidding. no. Gotta wear that like a badge of honor. That's like, it you is. Know. I mean, yeah, I wish yeah. we had camera phones because it'd be funny as fuck to look at it now. <laughs> but if you were those people, thank God. Yeah. yeah. Or if you were just tired and you, you know, <laughs> free ride. Fortunately, they don't have those rules at Epcot because I went down there after my wife and I got married. And like we made it halfway around Epcot, you know, you do that around the world. Yeah, buddy. And she, she, she passed out on a bench in Germany. And I talked to this dude from Bavaria for like an hour working the pretzel stand. And I was, I don't know why I was messing with him, but I was like, come on, you're not really from Germany. I was like, come on, just, just admit it. I was like, you know. He's like, oh, yes, yes, I am from Germany. I am. It's like, no, you're not. You just put out a fake accent. <laughs> so there was no wheelchair involved. Eventually, she regained consciousness, and we went about our way. Nice. But, Wait, but, did you start at Mexico, or did you oh, start yeah. at England? Yeah, we, we started at Mexico. There was the margarita oh, that did it. No. Oh, awesome. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I was trying to gauge how far she made it. Not far. <laughs> just about <laughs> less than halfway. It's a little less than halfway, yeah. everyone. <laughs> but uh, there's yeah. a lot of drinks halfway down. So now, my wife, uh, we'll say, you know, one ha a half of a drink is usually enough for her. So. Oh yeah, no, I barely make it through Mexico. I'm a fat. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I would have been on a bench way sooner than your wife, man. No, more Three margarita, man. That's it. Three oh, margaritas, yeah. you're out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They are one strong margaritas. margaritas. They are. Chris, you can't drink. You can't drink when you got the fucking leg, the turkey leg in your mouth. You know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I got to keep room for the food, man. I got a different mission. I got a different mission going around that world. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! Not the beverages. Well, let's. Uh, so I, I had a little topic I wanted to bring up with you guys. I had something that I was just thinking about the other day, and I, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, so the park had a rule. The rule was if you worked in rides, if you worked in any section, basically anything you found, you weren't allowed to keep. Anything you found. You found a wallet on the ground. You couldn't just put that shit in your pocket. You found a stuffed animal on the ground. You couldn't just keep it. You found sunglasses. You couldn't keep it. Anything you found, the rule was you had to turn it to security. If it wasn't claimed by a guest in 30 days, then you get to keep it. The reality but is we all know that it. What's that? But you never really saw it again. The security people were just bing, 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 bing. I'm not putting the security people down, but I'm going to say that anytime <laughs> I ever turned a wallet full of money in, that wallet was always gone before 30 days. Okay. So, but, um, nice. so basically, those were the rules. Okay. Um, but we all know that if you worked in rides, there were certain places that were considered kind of like bonus <laughs> treasures. Okay. And uh, I'll give you my example. My example is, you know, when I first started working at the log flume, um, the leads would always at the end of the night be like, we'll clean all the boats, which are disgusting because they're full of water and people have been leaving napkins that they wipe their face with and all this shit there. And so they turn it to sludge, just paper sludge, you know, food, half-eaten churros, all sitting in that water that's in the bottom of the boat. And the boats have floorboards. So underneath, you have to lift those floorboards out and clean all that shit out. And then they have what's called a flapper at the back to let the water drain. 
those are usually plugged with half that shit. So you also got to stick your finger in that and knock all that gunk out. And I used to always be like, what the fuck do these people want to clean? Well, because there's wallets and there's sunglasses and there's all kinds of treasure in those fucking yeah, So at the end of the night, once I actually realized it, I was like, holy shit, you find at least, like back in those summers, Oakley's were the big thing. There would be minimum three pair of Oakley's found a day. Minimum in those boats. One would probably be scratched to hell. Two would be totally serviceable and you're good to go. But it was insane, man, like how much shit you'd find in those boats, man. And uh, there was a lot of instances of like fucking like, like just hidden treasure. Like even when I was in grounds, that short period of time, I was before I got a red tag when I was just an orange tag. The gate underneath lightning loops was a lot more enclosed, meaning that it was closer to the track. So you could walk pretty fucking close to the track, especially on the back area where the where the, um, where the guests couldn't get to. I used to just walk back there and almost be right under the fucking lightning loop track because money would just be sitting on that fucking ground all the time. And I'd be like, oh, $10 bill. I got free lunch. Money, a body, you know. It's yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta dodge the bodies coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything. Yeah, We're not going there in this podcast. All right? We're gonna leave that one alone. Okay? <laughs> another time. Got it. Okay. It's another, another, um, another story. <laughs> yeah, you, you do that one on your special dark podcast there, Scotty. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to try to keep this one a little lighter. Uh, I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so my question to you guys is like, in all the time you're in the park, where else were there like those secret treasure spots? And I think most of them are probably really in rides, but where else were yeah. there treasure spots that you could think of? I definitely had two. One one that I experienced where was uh, the Batman ride. Nobody expected it to be. There was a fountain. How did we know people were going to start throwing money? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So anybody a wishing old... fountain. An unofficial exactly. wishing fountain. Yeah, so there at two in the morning, it was part of the cleanup. Um, and for all my uh, awesome, awesome Batman people out there, I know this will bring back memories. Nickel, dime, dime. <laughs> Quarter. <laughs> Quarter. All night long, you would hear, you'd hear that for about a good 10 to 15 minutes every night. And it was so funny because you could be in the station and you would sometimes hear somebody say quarter. It was fantastic. But it was great. Everybody just kind of grabbed some change and, uh, you know, it was their own thing. There was no big deal. There was no organization. There was no mafia. Uh on the flip side, those hidden treasures also kind of brought forth some hidden assholes. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not even going to take I inherited, you know, when I, when I made supervisor, I inherited, you know, a, a freefall crew. And the early freefall crew, you would walk up to the freefall at the end of the night. And there would assholes. be assholes. Well, the, it was like the leader, the operator, whoever was in the booth was almost like they were in a watchtower. And they'd yep. look at you coming up and it's like, the fuck are you doing here? And, I, and like, I always thought I was kind of a nice guy, but I'm like, what the fuck are you looking at? You know what I mean? Like, I was like, what is the problem? And I didn't even get it at first. As soon as the cars would stop and the guests were gone, like maniacs, they would all attack the cars and start, you would hear it. You'd hear metal on metal and all this stuff being pulled out. And they had cups and cups of change and everything. And I'm looking at it, and they're looking at me. I'm like, I don't give a shit about this. Like, I don't care at all. But they were huge assholes when it came to that money. They did not want anybody knowing about it. They didn't want anybody trying to get any. I think he thought I wanted a cut. 
or something like that. I don't even remember who it was, but the whole crew was kind of like that early on. Um, yeah. Later on, it lightened up a lot. Not all of them were like that, of course. How did you but, ever get uh, anybody to work day shift? Because they get like the shaft. Right. Like well, I think that's the thing. That's why I was joking about the mafia. They did have this whole organized thing. They had a pot of money that they could, you know, they put they it all into, it. and I think they, they divvied it, it up. Yeah. But no outsiders at all. Uh, you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> and again, you get that look of what the fuck are you doing here when you would show up? It's like I'm here because I gotta be here. What are you looking <laughs> for? There. Yeah. So I yeah. guess. So Chris, you didn't you didn't play the role of Tony Soprano then and expect your cut? I guess. No, I mean, you played, no, you I didn't. Them. I didn't you give a only, shit. I didn't even uh, know what the hell they were doing at first, you know? And then, you know, I found out later on through training and everything. But, um, yeah, yeah, I didn't understand the attitude, though. There was a sense of entitlement, like, where they, 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 it was owed to them as being part of the free fall crew. It's like, you know, all this shit can just go to security. It's Steve Reagan, you know? Well, I ran, that's, I'm going to put it right that, in my I ran into Yes. That. <laughs> I ran into that. So, so the first time I covered 150 – as a night soup, covered it as a night soup. Um, we had to send people out to fucking uh, parking lot. Okay, we had to send them out to Pila, and I walk over there, and the whole fucking crew is still there. And I'm like, "You got to send half the crew out there." And they're like, "No, no, no, free fall crew doesn't do that. We we'll we'll we'll, we'll make sure the rest of the section is clean, but we don't do that." And I was like, "Yeah, you fucking do do that." You're <laughs> yeah, gonna you do do that. And then. And, and then, then they're like, I'm watching, and there's like three of them under the tracks with the, the cups, right? And I realize what's going on. They're all just there to make the money. The second I walk away, they're all going to go under the fucking tracks, right? So I'm like, I'm like, I don't give a shit about you guys doing the money. I'm like, I don't give a crap about that. I'm like, but you're going to do P-Lot and everything. And they're like, well, you know, and they start giving me the same fucking attitude. And just like you were saying, Chris, I threw right out, and I was like, so what's the rule of found money? Because I will make you take those fucking cans to security right now, and I guarantee you won't get it back. So you want to keep giving me shit? And then they were like, okay, half the crew's going to go, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I fucking know you're going to go, assholes, you know? And I, what's so fucking weird. What's so fucked up is they were actually outside of that instant, that one thing, getting their fucking cut of money that they find under their tracks at the night. They were great people. They were people yes. that took pride in knowing how to run one of the hardest fucking rides. Free fall panel this day, I still say, was probably the most complicated panel I ever saw when I was a ride soup. And it took skill. But not enough skill. You could be that much of an asshole. Yes. You know, the later crew still did it. It was just like, hey, don't be a bunch of weird assholes about it. You know, <laughs> exactly. like, you know, I come up. I'm coming up to say hello. See how things are going. Do a little cleaning. <laughs> you know, I don't give a shit. So hold on, though, hold on. You're, you're a 150 soup. I was only a covering soup, but that wasn't the only ride in 150 that pulled that shit. To a minor level, there was another fucking ride that pulled that shit, too. Oh, I remember you saying about Shuttle, right? Shuttle did the same shit, dude. Shuttle did the same shit. They were nowhere near as a free fall mafia. They, right, they, right. they were more like, like, just he might not know. He might not know. Probably <laughs> mean, they, they flew under the radar, no pun intended, because of Batman and, and, and free Absolutely. fall. Absolutely. Exactly. They yeah. were like tweakers. They were like, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What about you guys, Scott? You remember any rides where I mean, was there anything where you remember like I mean, I'm sure 
Rapids boats a shit that hide anything, so it's never going to be Rapids. And you did most of your time on 160, but yeah. Hydroflume, Hydroflume is definitely just like Log Flume. You find shit in there. Nowhere near as much, though, because the boats weren't as big. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't um, it wasn't as much of a windfall. And honestly, most of what you found in the Hydroflume boats, you didn't want to find. Absolutely <laughs> true. Absolutely Use true. prophylactic, you know, whatever. But uh, um, <laughs> I was just going to say, free fall was pretty fucking greasy. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really want to do that. I didn't know, we were, I didn't know it was that bad. Forget it. Uh, free fall was. So, but what sticks out in my mind is to that. looping starship and free fall because Mike D. He worked the looping starship and then he went to free fall. So now I'm putting it together that he's actually just following the moon. He started as a starship. See, now Mike D was one of the good ones. He was yeah. like, he was smart. You know, he grabbed the money, you know what I mean? Like this was, an, I can't even remember who they were. It was more inherited people that I, I barely remember. Everybody else was pretty, just cool about it. Very similar to Batman. Oh, there's some change here. Let's pick it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> nobody, nobody acting like you know they're, they're they're you know they just found Fort Knox and somebody's coming in to take it from them. Um, yeah, they they were just crazy. But uh, yeah, no, the later crews were all totally chill about it. <laughs> what about you, Gary? Anything you I, can remember? Yeah, no, nah, I don't remember much. I would think maybe we they, we had to deal with that on the uh, the flat rides in one forty. But I just don't think there was that much. I mean, if you lost money on the roundup, it was going pretty far. Like it wasn't going anywhere near the ride, right? It, <laughs> it was ended up at the. It was at the Buccaneer, right? You yeah, know, yeah, uh, yeah uh, a little spinmeister action. <laughs> you remember that koi pond in one forty that had like years and years of change built up in uh, it on the floor? Yeah, that, that you weren't putting your arm in there to get that. <laughs> no, but I thought about it. <laughs> well, actually, Chris, and, and you just you just made trigger this by saying that koi pond, Scott. So, Chris, you're talking about the fountain near Batman. The only time as a guest, but when I was young and I was a guest, and I I you know I wasn't old enough to work in the park yet. The only time I ever got almost kicked out of the park was the main fountain back when I was a kid did not have gates around it, mm -hmm. so you oh, could right, climb right. into the fountain. Yeah, and I remember would throw money in there too. Yeah. That thing was full of silver. Oh, I remember yeah. one day, I, how fucking old was I? I had to be like 12. Okay. One day, uh, this was just when my mom started letting me and my cousins go by ourselves to the park, like, because they were older. So as long as I supposedly hung with them, which I never really did, I would go to the arcade. But as long as I hung with them, I was allowed to go with them. And so it was like me. And I don't even know if my cousin, my, my cousin Mike was there, but I know my cousin Andy was there because he's the only reason I got my ass saved. But um, we all, like, it was like, easily 50 fucking people were in the fountain all just picking all the silver up and me as a 12 year old kid i was like chris i was like i see half dollars i see quarters i went right in there i was like yeah. I'm in there. and all of a sudden security just came out of nowhere and there were like fucking 40 of them it was insane and they were trying to they they basically lined they did a big line and they were forcing us out in the line and they were aiming us right to the gate where they were going to kick us all out. My cousin smartly grabbed me by the back of my fucking jacket and made me go faster than the line. So we got to where the front gate was, and then we veered around the guest relations <laughs> to the right and went right back out into nice. where the carousel was. So he saved my ass, and he was nice. like, what the fuck were you in there? He was in the bathroom. He wasn't eating. And I was just following suit. I was a stupid kid. I was like, whoa, free money, you know? And I always remember him going, 
Your mom gave you twenty dollars. It's what you spend today. Why did you even do that? And I had no answer. I was just a fucking idiot. I had no yeah, answer. But I remember that security. They did the smartest thing though. It was so fucking spooky. They just came at a line, and that line was just forcing you the fuck to the gate where they were gonna boot you out permanently. And I was mm. like, holy shit, man. So yeah. My only time yeah. as an almost offender. <laughs> that change that change does strange things to you, man. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> Makes people crazy. I, honestly, if I had to think about it now, I probably I mean, I would go to the arcade. So I was probably yeah, thinking like, yeah, holy yeah. shit, here's a pocket full of quarters. I don't have to break my twenty. I could keep Hell it. yeah, hell yeah. Bonus. You know, so I'm pretty sure that's what I was thinking, but nice. um nice. So here's 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 something. So today I posted on on the the uh, the Some Great Adventures podcast Facebook page that you know we were gonna have a special guest. And one of my buddies posted something which really cracked me up. He was like, "Is it gonna be the Pelican puppet?" And I was like, "Holy oh. shit, that's a flashback for me." So, the salty Pelican. So, well, that was a salty dog. So oh. Pelican was Perthy P. Pelican. Now, it's funny because as soon as he said that, I was like, the fucking Perthy B. Pelican puppet. Holy shit. All right. So I looked it up real fast to get the time frame because I was like, I got to remember what time frame it was because Perthy B. Pelican was when I was a kid because that was one of the only shows that me, my cousins, and my mom and my aunt would actually stop and watch when we went as a family. Typically, we didn't really go to shows. The goal of my cousins was, you know, who are like my brothers was like, when we get in that park, they're going to sit on a bench, and we're going on every fucking ride as fast as we can, and you need to keep up, and that's that. So there was no showtime. You didn't go. Shows were like an hour wasted to them, right? But the Perthy P. Pelican um, puppet show, which was in its own little booth right next to the Buccaneer, between the Buccaneer and the bumper cars, which at the time I think were called Traffic Jam, um, I looked it up. That ran from 78 to 84. 84 is when they switched over to Gazooka, which I don't know what the fuck that was in 85. I don't remember that. And then Salty Dog was 86 to 89. So, and then after that, they changed the format. They had more puppets there, but they stopped that in 94. That's when it ended. So the puppets were actually gone before we even left the park. But Perthy B. Pelican was basically one guy would go in from the back and it was a puppet booth and it was small. It was like a ticket booth. Okay. And there would be two barn doors that open in the front where the puppet would come out and it was a Pelican puppet, but the puppet was like Don Rickles. His job was to basically <laughs> harass the crowd and make them laugh by fucking with them. Okay. And he would say the most un-PC shit. And the reason, I guarantee they can never put those puppets back in there for the shit they were saying now. In the PC world we live in, never oh, going to yeah. happen. I mean, even when I went and I looked, so there's a little page you can look at online, and I looked at it for the time frame, and then I was like, oh, what's the comment? The comment made me laugh so bad. There's a comment at the end of the page that says, and it's on like the GA historical page or whatever the fuck that is, I don't know. But the ending comment cracked me up so much because it said, Oftentimes, the puppet would anger guests so much that, they, that the puppeteer would have to have security come to escort him out of the booth so he did not get beat up. And it's true because once as a kid, I remember the guy, whoever was playing the puppet, okay, said something so fucking off color that three kids, that I, they weren't kids, they were like teens, like 18-year-olds, 
were trying to bash the fucking door, and he tried to close the door, but he didn't get it closed in time, and they tore its fucking head off. I remember him getting the puppet out and tearing it off. So that killed me because I was like, holy shit, man, you know? I had no idea what you were talking about until you said he would make people he would piss people off. I think I remember they that. They rude things. I was like, oh, they were yeah, John I remember that. Puppets. So yeah. the coolest thing about that is when they got rid of Perthy, they switched it to the salty dog. And those were all supposed to be like, um, because we had the the we had the uh, the uh, dolphin show and everything was right there. And that's, you know, the Buccaneer was right there. So they were all supposed to be water-themed stuff, even though they were technically in Fancy Forest, which I don't think at that time was Fancy Forest. So, you know, the Pelican was water-themed. Salty Dog was like – it was a dog puppet. And like a, like I swear to God, puppy. when I think back to Salty Dog, I always think, like, whoever the guy is that does Triumph stole that shit from Salty Dog because no, yeah. it's the same damn thing, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, that's why when you said it, I was like, oh, yeah. Salty. And, and, and that's why they called him the salty dog. Yes. He was, yeah. yes. right? he was in the crowd. Yeah, man. Yeah. My well, cousin Andy did salty dog. And so oh, yeah? it's funny. I had to actually called my other cousin this morning because I was like, did Andy do Perthy be Pelicans? I remember him telling me a story about the puppet getting like him having to call security. And he's like, no, no, he did salty dog. And I had forgotten. I was like, oh, yeah. But I remember him telling me because he lived with me for a while. I remember him telling me that he got people so pissed at him once. He had to ask security because they had a phone in there to send three <laughs> security guards because that's they, great. they had surrounded the That's, a, that's a great and show, though. Walls. I'm trying to get the yeah. The Salty Dog was great. I mean, I worked the Buccaneer my first season, and that was like the last season of the Salty Dog. And I can understand why they canceled it because every other day there was like almost a fight breaking out there. But it was so much fun to unload a Buccaneer so you could like, if not watch, at least hear the insults he was throwing out the crowd. It made the time go by so, so great. It was great, right? Yeah. Here's the fucked up thing. I was trying to remember who else came after because there was only one puppet I remembered. And as soon as I say this, you're going to remember it. The next puppet was Dastardly Dragon. I remember the puppet. I do not remember what that dragon did. And I don't think the dragon talked like did the, the Don Rickles thing. I think it was family friendly. And then I remember this one. And this one was in 91. Do you remember Rap Punzel? They had the wallet. Remember? It was a puppet that would rap. And I was like, oh, it was horrible. That was the only other one I remember. And then afterwards was Dr. Samuel Gladstone's medicine show in 92. I don't remember that. Oh, I remember. I do remember that. I, I remember that one. Yeah. I don't remember that one. What was that? Was that just another was that family a Skull type Mountain one? type of thing or something? I thought it was sometimes attributed when Skull Mountain came in, but. Yeah, it, was almost, it might have been. Yeah. And, and then. Like uh, magic show. I think that, oh, wait, wait, you might be right. I think it was a magic type show. You yeah, might be right. yeah, it was, out. it was, yeah. And then uh, that was one year only. And then the next year, 93, was boy, oh boy. Like, oh boy, like a boy. I don't remember that at all. And then the last one I sort of remember, but I, I don't remember the details, was real time. R-E-E-L time. But I don't remember no. the puppet or anything. But that no, was the last one. And then they, they shelved that shit in 95, and it, it didn't happen <laughs> again. But, uh. It was funny though, man. That that was like that brought me down memory lane because Perthy P. Pelican, man. I mean, the second he said it, I knew the puppet's name. Like instantly, that shit came right back in my mind. I was like, "Oh, that motherfucker!" I remember seeing him get his head tore off. You know? <laughs> like, 
Nice. I, I just I remember my first first couple of days when I was working, and I told you guys I, I worked at Mustards and Checkers. The guy that did the guess your weight used to make jokes and and, and make fun of people when he was guessing their weight because that, oh, that yeah. guy was right there between at the bottom of the game square. And I don't I don't I don't know who it was. I guess they were games people, but they were pretty. Uh, they they were pretty. I guess a little edgy. You know, trying to guess people's weight and making comments about them. That's another one that went away eventually. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, when we were there, by that time, it was just, hey, whatever kid's available, you put in that booth. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they take yep. a stab at the weight. But no, there was a, there was like a half-assed comedian in there. Man. <laughs> 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 Angering people. <laughs> I can't imagine I why remember, you I remember putting a kid in there who was like, I don't know how to fucking do this. And I was like, I don't care how many of these stupid ass prizes you give away. We're still going to make money. You understand every dollar they pay you, you're making money. Like the markup <laughs> is insane over you're, you. They're paying you a dollar and you're giving away a 10 cent prize. You, I don't give a shit what you say. You could be wrong every time. Oh, like, okay. Steve, Martin. So, Steve Martin, the jerk, man. He was a weight guesser. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Explain it to him. <laughs> I remember this kid was like 16 or something though in games. And I it was my one year in games. I remember walking by though. And the shit the kid was saying was like 350. And the person's like clearly like 85. And I'm just like, this kid just wants to get punched in the face. And he just it was such a straight face. I gave him credit though. He just say shit with a straight face. But I was like, you're just going to get punched in the face, dude. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Well, characters. <laughs> it's not a party until you have one of your employees get punched in the face. I mean, we've yeah, all been there. Exactly. Exactly. JJ, <laughs> I remember his getting punched. Well, I don't know if it was a punch or an open hand pimp slap, but he got he got a good one. I think he got slapped. If I'm remembering the same one you're remembering, yeah. <laughs> yeah the uh, the notorious crossing scene where the yeah uh, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah yes. We'll talk about that another day. <laughs> Knowing him, he probably deserved it, right? I, mean, uh, I, know, was, I wasn't saying anything because I live with the guy right now. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, he rents a room in my house. So, I know like, all in my the head, I'm like, I remember JJ working for me. Probably deserved it. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> actually, the punches. <laughs> I don't think that he – this was probably the one time he didn't deserve it. Like, you know? I mean, there was plenty of times he probably you are did. Right. But... You are right. That one instance, you are right. Absolutely. Yeah, good times. So, I think this was maybe when you guys were – just changing the topics real quick. Before – or after you guys had gone to games, maybe it was my – the last summer I was there, it was pretty cool. It was, it was in the beginning of the year, and Disney was opening up their Rapids ride. And they actually brought one of their Rapids boats to our Rat Congo Rapids to test it to see to make sure it could it could it could withstand all of the bouncing around and all the water and everything. And, and it actually going early because we were operating the ride before it opened to have them run it through a few times. It was pretty neat. It was the same design that they ended up using, the same color scheme and everything, but they had brought it up to uh, to Six Flags to check to see if it had worked. It, it could work and withstand a, a rapids ride. So it was pretty cool. Huh. Nice. That's nice. pretty cool. You know, some like, full-timer like, Oh, sorry, Steve. Was that? Yeah, I I guess. Guess. Did Mike Jam test it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we made sure he wasn't there that day. <laughs> like Dwight from the office put it through all the tests. <laughs> 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 Set it on fire. 
Let's be honest. You know the only reason that happened is because some full timer got like one year's worth of free entrance to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> there is some real reason going on there. Yeah, yeah. Lifetime pass. Do you guys do you guys remember the duck races that they used I to have? Gonna bring it up. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, it's like you read my mind. I was just gonna say <laughs> one of my favorite things of the uh, which I think I think it ended that year, our last year of soups, didn't it? I don't think they had it the following year, did they? Definitely. I think I only did it one year, the one year I was with you guys. That's it. I think that was its last year. year. I still have a signed duck. Only all the signatures are about gone. They've all, like, faded off. I still have one duck left from that. Yeah, me too. (laughs) We would find ducks like the whole season, right? just random places. <laughs> yeah. They would take all the ducks, like the Rapids crew would steal like half the ducks every year. So they probably ran out of ducks to run the race. So they just, <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're done. Scott, you want to explain that? Because people listening probably have no idea what the fuck a duck race is. They're probably like, what the fuck okay. are these guys talking well, about? <laughs> yeah, I can explain it because I remember my first year there as a Rapids day lead. I was like, what the hell? What a duck race? I thought they were fucking with me the whole time, like the crew. They were like, oh, the duck race is tomorrow. The duck race is tomorrow. And I still was like, that's bullshit. This isn't going to happen. And sure enough, they were like, <laughs> I show up in the morning. We start the ride. There's a crane, like, right at the beginning of the ride with a ton of, like, yellow rubber ducks in a net, right? Or a bucket or something. I don't remember. But And they would just dump the bucket at the same time. And people would pick a duck, you know, pay, like, five bucks or whatever to, to put their name on a duck. And then the first duck that made it around the ride and came to the end of the ride, they'd pluck it out. And whoever that was would win. I don't know if it was like a 50-50 deal or something, but, but yeah. So, but like, you know, there was probably a few thousand ducks and like, you know, at the end we had to scoop all these ducks out of the ride. (laughs) So the crew, we would flush the ride and all the ducks would wind up going into the reservoir and the crew would like, you know, they'd be pulling the ducks out of the reservoir. They'd be like, oh, one duck goes back into the basket. Three ducks go into the, under the seats of the rapids boat. You know? And they would they would continually like, siphon ducks off and put them under the boat seats because the seats would lift up. That's where we would store things like the rope and stuff. But there would be ducks in there all season long because of all the ducks they stuffed in there as we were plucking them out of the water at the end of the day. Yeah. That races were fun, man. Um I think uh, while we end it's by saying, uh, since we don't know, you know, I mean, we probably won't talk about 160 a lot anymore because I think we're the epitome. I think the only other time we'd really have some 160 talk is maybe when we get Andy Aletti on here, you know, we might delve into it. But otherwise, I mean, for me, you know, my my big 160 years were you th- you know, you two guys and, and my time with Andy when it was just me and him solo. So uh, I will say, though, the one thing that I, I loved, and I don't know if you guys ever did this, um, but when I did work night shift, I would always take a couple people that I thought just had a really shitty day or just did a really good job. And when it came time to like, when everything starts slowing down and we'd have a little bit extra staff, I would pull them off and bring them over to the fucking, uh, to the, um, the lakefront with me and watch fireworks with them. Or since North was never fucking open at the end of the night, wow. just go up to the North, and watch fireworks from the top of the North with them and be like, you know, just chill the fuck out for 10, 15 minutes. Let's just watch some fireworks bring them back just to be like, you know, you did a good job today, you know, or, or you had a really shitty day today and you need to get away from people, you know? So yeah. Yeah. That's why everybody likes Steve more than us, Gary. You know? 
I'd be like, oh, you had a bad day. Here's a Kleenex. You know, go go cry, <laughs> cry your way home. <laughs> like, I, I had a crappy day too. I see why all the comments never say Scott was my favorite supervisor. I'm starting to really understand it. I see a lot for me and I see a lot for Chris. I don't see a lot for Scott for some reason. I was wondering. Uh, now you know. Although I remember when I was the Skyride lead, I would um, occasionally like, you know, take a ride on the sky ride at night, time it so that I could see the fireworks show as it was going like there and back or whatever. That was yeah, a good time. Occasionally I would take like somebody with me who was, you know, deserved a, uh, a little like a, uh, you know, bonus or whatever. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not talking about well, people, I thought people you were trying. I don't to know. If we, I think if we go into this bonus discussion, we'll need another show. <laughs> 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 Next show, Scott's bonus. <laughs> yeah. Well, fortunately, it was a short list, but you know, we'll. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we can fill an hour. <laughs> we might be able to fill like a minute or two with it. But. <laughs> nice, nice. The, the, so before, just the the, the topic of um uh, the flume, uh, the the one sixty. Uh, Flume. Did anyone take the board that had the the picture of the three of us, the three Stooges? It was on the drop, the last drop. Someone had drawn a picture. Out. You remember that? Oh, I do. Nice. <laughs> I do. Now, I mean, I never had the opportunity. That was one of the things where I was like, "Can I fucking scan this during work crew somehow?" You know, when when the park was closed. But yeah, I never had. I never had the opportunity. Now, there's a lot of shit like that. I wish I could have somehow scammed and I have now. You know. <laughs> I, dude, I'm just, I can't even find one of my fucking blue tags. I can't literally can't find any of my name tags. I think they're all gone now. Uh, I'm just looking for my blue tag and I can't find it. I don't know. I, I know I have, I have some. I got to go through crap though. I have a key, <laughs> have a key to the uh, to the sky ride because our my last summer. Remember they talked about taking it down. Yep. So, yep. so it was supposed to be taken down. So a lot of us took keys. Took the cable key. Yeah. Probably, Huh. Probably cleaned out all the keys of the sky ride and ended up right. staying open. I didn't have any keys. <laughs> I, had one too. I mean, that was definitely in the same box with the fucking name tags, though, because that's gone too. I had a, I had a cable key too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Sucks, man. But they weren't very uh, technical keys. I mean, it was basically just. <laughs> 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 that was bent a little. Was was an Allen wrench? I thought it was like a big Allen wrench. It had a good <laughs> handle. It had like a rubber handle. It did have a little <laughs> handle on it, though. Yeah, nice. It was wrench. just an air hose that was stuffed on the end, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. There wasn't really anything special about them. I'm sure they could like, manufacture another thousand if they needed to. <laughs> nice. All right, boys. Well. This has been a really fucking good time, man, Gary. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, I don't think we've actually seen – I haven't probably seen you in person in 15 years. That's insane. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I, you're right, Steve and, and Scott. Probably the last time I think we all saw each other. I don't remember exactly when it was, but I know it was all together. Uh, but I'm not sure exactly when. But it's been a long time. It wasn't a wedding, right? I hope it wasn't. No, it, it might have been, been one of the, uh, the pre-Thanksgiving dinners that we still do. It might have been one uh, of those. might have been one of those. Steve, what, uh, on a sad subject, though, your mother passed away. What year? Oh, my God, dude. Um, I never think I about think it. Been, I think that may have been the last. Well, I remember. Probably. Going to the, going to the probably, wake. You're probably right. 
You're probably right. Uh, so she's been gone for 17 years. Ah, uh, okay. So, and you're probably right. So it's been about 17 years since we see each other. Oh, Maybe. wow. Maybe. Holy shit. Yeah, it seems a long time. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. You know what's crazy? Like you're on the side of the pond. Know. Make sure you... <laughs> what's crazy is we have Facebook. So it's like, even though it's been that long, right. Facebook, you don't feel like it has. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like, we kind of know what's going on. So... I think sometimes that's a deterrent from reaching out and just talking yes. to somebody because you're like, oh, you look good. Everything's good. You know? I was just right. going to say, sorry, everyone, no offense. Facebook sucks ass. And that is exactly a side effect of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, they're over there. I haven't well, seen them in any, you know, you guys, like that. and I, I, I was so guilty of it. And that's why I don't, I'm not if on you guys come to Europe, when, 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 you're, when you're allowed to travel, if you come to Europe, you got to let me know. Because we can get from, we can get to anywhere within an hour. Being in Switzerland here, so okay. you go anywhere, I can get there. Are you in Sweden? Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. go. We got a rough place to crash. I say we go. I thought yeah, it was Norway. Can't take it back. Uh, I'm <laughs> ten minutes from Germany, Scott. So maybe your wife is what? still there. You know. Where are you what? in relation to Oktoberfest? Like with um, all that. Oh, it's it's close. I mean, I, we could just go right over across the border, fifteen minutes, and and wow. and it'll be. You can go any any bar will be Oktoberfest, but oh. unfortunately. This didn't have it. Like this is important. You broke up. You broke up there. Beer knowledge. See, the thing is, in Germany, if it's October, any bar is Oktoberfest. So they they, they just do it everywhere. Oh, wow. and, and, but so they, they didn't do it this year because everything's been closed. Yeah. But uh, but next year we're hoping because they just it's basically just a party, a month long party anywhere you go in Germany, any bar, any restaurant. It's it's awesome. So what's your, uh, we haven't what, we didn't get to experience it yet. What's your uh, couch and spare bedroom situation like? Um, <laughs> we, got, we got we got two pull out couches, man, ready for you. Yeah, done. Lock it up. There, twenty four hours later, he's there. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Only February. I'm early. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you by yourself? Where is everyone else? <laughs> I, I wanted to get the lay of the land before October. <laughs> I'm the advanced team. That's they sent me in first to scout it out. That's it. Exactly. Recon. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Just. just Nobody no bitch one. about Gary freezing a couple seconds. Motherfucker's calling from Sweden, okay? Switzerland. So, <laughs> Switzerland. Norway. Sweden. No, it's Sweden. Scott told me it's Sweden. Scott's never wrong. Scott's never wrong. That's right. Ten minutes I, in Germany. I remember for anybody who doesn't know, I've been confusing Gary living in Sweden and for Switzerland, like, since we started talking, so... <laughs> They're not even close to each other. Like it's like they start with S. Different languages and everything. Their flags are somewhat similar, right? They'd have different color schemes, but you know, the whole cross thing is Well, yeah, I mean that's probably basically it. They don't even have the same currency. Start with S and they're both in Europe. Therefore, they are the same. Gar, you're in Sweden. <laughs> and that's the reason why the Europeans hate Americans. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's all the same. Exactly. Sure, Gary, now that you've gone there and you live there and you know the geography, now you're like, you know, <laughs> you, you 
you figured it out, but the rest of us were still ignorant. So oh, very ignorant, very ignorant. I, I did take, you know, geography when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you heard about both you heard about both separate countries. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, gentlemen, this this actually, Gary, you are literally making this the podcast that I always envisioned it to be. Because the idea was that I'd have a couple good co-hosts who I knew I could shoot the shit with all the time. But then as it moves forward, we'll keep bringing people in who did different things and we can kind of expand, have the conversation, talk about other things, different sections, stuff like that. So, you know, this is exactly what we always wanted. So, you know, I, I, I don't think I could have picked a better uh, starting guest, you know, uh, you know, so, I appreciate yeah. it. Now this yeah, is, this so is awesome. I'm glad to be a part of it. Excellent, man. Excellent. It's good to have the Stooges back, even if only for, uh, you know, an hour and a half. You know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, we'll be back great. next Oktoberfest. We're going, yes. man. It was great <laughs> to witness it. Very, very, very honored. <laughs> yep. All right, boys. Well, we our time is about up, so uh, let's sign off. Uh, I am Steve Hicks. And Scott Loudon. And Chris Beluso. And our special guest today is... Gary Vanderham. Thanks, Vanderham. Thanks, Thanks Gary. All right, boys. Until guys. next time, as always, make it a great day, guys. Take care. Yep. Make it a great day. Mm-hmm.